Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back with you today. Hello, Ananga. Welcome. Hi, Shen. We are coming together with another listener question and looking forward to another Slayer session. So today's question reads, I've been experiencing hypochondria anxiety for the past three months that has slowly been getting better. However, I'm still experiencing a few things here and there. I've been experiencing a knot-like feeling in my throat that you sometimes get when you're really emotional, for example. It worries me that I fear my throat will close up and that I won't be able to breathe. Can this be related to anxiety? And then the question moves on. I've noticed that this only happens when I start to really concentrate on this feeling in my throat. From what I gather about anxiety, it seems to target what you fear most. And as crazy as it sounds, I fear that someone will stop me from breathing. I would really appreciate an answer. And if anyone has experienced this before. That's a brilliant question. Thank you so much for sending that in. This is something that a lot of people experience and definitely can go hand in hand with anxiety. person asking the question is absolutely right. An anxious mind will key into our fears, the things that we fear most, because we're focused on them. They're there rumbling in our mind. And it's almost as if our own mind haunts us. It will hone in on those things that we fear, and it will keep replaying them, replaying them. You know, you swallowed and you felt this. What about this? What about that? There's a lot you can do about it. It's definitely something you can work with for yourself and experience great relief from. It's everyone's dread when we feel that there's something wrong with the body. It's as if we don't want the answer and we don't want to get it checked out. But the first thing to do is, if you suspect there's a medical issue, go and talk to your doctor. Get it checked. Get the necessary test run. Deal with the specifics of that and put your mind at rest. The vast majority of the time it really is not something medical. That doesn't mean it's not something unpleasant that we need to deal with, but it's not something seriously medical, usually. And if it is, then we all know the earlier we deal with something, the quicker we can get help and the quicker we can get onto it. And I know of several cases of people who have had medical issues who felt great relief when they got a diagnosis. Like, oh, now I know what I'm dealing with. Now I know what to do. And their anxiety stopped. It was the anticipator anxiety that was making them suffer. But again, 99% of our fears are not based in something that's going to happen to us. It's the mind that's unsettled, and it's actually the mind we need to treat. The mind is giving us trouble because it's restless. So practical things to understand. You won't stop breathing due to anxiety. Your body and your throat is a miraculous construction, and... The throat is brilliantly designed to stay open. It's supported by special rings of cartilage, C-shaped rings of cartilage that hold it open. It cannot collapse and close. First thing is to really get to work with your breath. Start practicing some deep breathing. Start getting used to feeling your breath coming and going. Start getting used to feeling it flowing smoothly through that healthy, open airway. And allow yourself to practice some breathing exercises, if you can, a couple of times a day, even if it's just five minutes, morning and night. I would really recommend you 
Invest the time in just allowing yourself to really relax with your breath and let that be a meditation on a healthy throat and open airways and also let it help you feel relaxed and more calm and more able to reduce anxiety in general. And there's a few ways you can do that. There's a very beautiful, simple breathing exercise called the Bumblebee Breath, which you can find on our website. There's written instructions of how to do it on anxietyslayer.com. Or if you would prefer guided step-by-step support and instructions, somebody to talk you through it, then Shan's made a guided breathing exercise, which is available in the iTunes Music Store on our Transition to Calm collection. And the other thing that is absolutely brilliant for specific health issues is EFT tapping. Sometimes it really is as simple as getting the EFT sequence, tapping through the points. This is something we've spoken about on previous podcasts, so please look them up if you want more information on that. Look at the website if you want more information. But there's this amazing sequence of points on the body based on acupuncture. And when we have a specific fear, phobia, something that's worrying us about our health, EFT is absolutely brilliant. You just make a statement saying what you're feeling, tap the sequence through, and you start to feel relief. And your resourceful, intelligent mind comes back online and says, okay, this is what I want to do about this, or whatever your mind or your body chooses to feed back to you. But basically, that's a very powerful, easily accessible way to deal with specific health anxieties. And again, you can look on the website and we'll have a a little guide there with the tapping points that you can work through. Or if you want to get really specific and really know how to master EFT, then there's a package for that called EFT for Anxiety Relief. Wow. I was just sitting here thinking, holy cow, how wonderful that we have so many resources. You know, when you're doing the work and when you're listening and when you're sharing and you often don't even think about how much we have that can be supportive. Thank you, Ananga, for a wonderful explanation and, and for some good points and getting to the doctor if, it, if you think it's something medically related and, and coming back to your breath and investigating EFT and all of these different options that we have to come back to that calm place and understanding that we are okay and that your throat is not going to close up. I mean, just listening to you talk about how this miraculous throat of ours is constructed, you know, and how it works and that knowing takes away the fear. And we do have fears. We do have health anxieties, even those of us that don't suffer with general anxiety when we find something in the body that, you know, we get concerned. Everyone gets fearful about their health from time to time. And I think something that we often don't remember to do is to exercise our right of choice in who our healthcare practitioner is. It's a really strange thing, the way we roll with that, that we will just have a doctor, usually the nearest one to the home or nearest to work sometimes, you know, a convenient doctor. But something I learned from a friend of mine many years ago is it's okay to change your healthcare practitioner. It's okay to look around and find somebody understanding. And if you are suffering from anxiety, you don't need a doctor that's going to be uncompassionate about it. You need something Uh reassuring. When you're low and you're suffering or you're anxious, find somebody you can talk to. Find somebody that understands you. It's not just about letters after a name. It's about being a person that's able to be caring and supportive to your patients. And we all have the right to find that person. That's a really good point. And I have made those decisions in my lifetime when I didn't feel like I was being heard or when I felt 
maybe like I was just another, you know, one of 20 people the doctor was going to see that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to make that change and, and, and to find someone who's willing to sit with you and take the time. It's such a gift. Yes. And these people do exist. You just made me think of a time I had to go to see a surgeon. There was a lump in my breast, and of course that scared me. And so I went to see the surgeon, and I had to wait in the uh, waiting room for almost an hour. And then they put me in a uh, an examination room, and I was in there for another almost 40 minutes. And I was scared, didn't know what was going on. As each minute went by, the anxiety increased and the anger increased that I couldn't, you know, just couldn't believe that I was being treated this way. Mm-hmm. You know, that how could you not know that somebody in this situation with this particular kind of call wouldn't be, anyway, I think you get my point. Yeah. So I put my clothes on and I left. I put my clothes on and went out to the desk and I just said, this is unacceptable. I have been waiting for, you know, so much amount of time. I'm filled with anxiety, and this is just absolutely no way to begin a relationship with your office. And call me when the surgeon has some time. I'm surprised that I even went back, frankly. But, um, boy, they got me in really quickly when I came back. Mm. (laughs) You know, so... I let them know. So I don't know if that was how they normally behave or not. You know, the good news is there was nothing wrong, that I was fine, everything turned out great. And maybe my being honest or my leaving, my allowing myself to say I'm important too, I matter too, and I'm not going to allow this to continue, maybe that helped them make a better choice for the next patient. Maybe. You know, sometimes there's things going on and we have to investigate, we have to check, but we have a right to do it in a way that is as least anxiety-inducing to us as possible, a way where we feel supported, where we've got good people to work with, and that is a big, big part of self-care and accepting good quality external care, care from others. Mm -hmm. No question. Go where you feel heard. But very powerful to work with your breath, to work with EFT or the quick anxiety stopper and just focus on any areas in your body that feel uncomfortable. And already your information's there in your question. I've noticed it only happens when I start to really concentrate on this feeling. And the mind is very powerful. It will amplify our feelings, good and bad. It's just that we're, we're busy and we're often stressed and we tend to hear the bad more. So really uh, look after yourself, take care of yourself and invest in techniques to help you relax, of which... There are many, many different ways of doing it. And again, with that, find your flavor. Find what feels nice. Mm-hmm. Find what feels good for you and practice it regularly. And then you can enjoy conquering anxiety in all levels. Mm, thank you so much, Ananga. I think uh, listeners will find this information really supportive. And I didn't really expect to go in and talk about the practitioners and the doctors that we see to the level that we did. And I'm really glad we did. Because I think it's good that each and every person knows that they deserve to be comfortable in that situation and that they do have control over those boundaries and who they want to see and who they don't. Yeah, it's really important. Mm-hmm. really important to speak to somebody that you feel understood and supported by. And then you can put your mind at rest. Yes, and that's what it's all about, is that's, that's getting back to that 
yeah. wonderful, calm place where, <sighs> okay, now I can move forward. So good to speak with you again. I look forward to coming together soon for another Slayer session. I hope our listeners will continue to send great questions and we'll do our best to answer them the best way we know how. Absolutely. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We hope you found this podcast supportive and invite you to visit the Slayer Store for our new offering, EFT for Anxiety, your comprehensive touchstone for emotional freedom technique. You can find the Slayer Store at anxietyslayer.com.